Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Market Source Real Estate, and Libsyn. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout this episode. And on that note, I want to personally welcome you out today to episode 395 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And if this is your first time listening to this show, you might be asking yourself what this podcast is all about. Well, this podcast is all about showcasing the awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We talk to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, really anyone who might have a cool story to share. And we have collected some really cool stories from Salt Lake City here. And we're recording today right in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City in our podcast studio that's located way in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street. And not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can come and purchase your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. So stop on in, check this place out. You might like it here. Hey, who's on the podcast today, Chrissy? Today on the podcast, we sit down and have an awesome conversation with Braden Floyd, the owner of Social Axe Throwing. Braden shares his story with us on what motivated him to open up Social Axe Throwing, obstacles he has faced and how he overcame them, what drives him as a person, and everything else you want to know about the world of social axe throwing. This is a great conversation, guys. But before we get into that, I want to give love to one of our awesome sponsors. You've heard us talk about a market source real estate. If you love the charm and you love the character of old homes, you need to contact our friends Monique and Jeremy Higginson of Market Source Real Estate. For the past 17 years, they have been specializing in helping people buy and sell homes in Sugar House and the greater Salt Lake area. They have a background of flipping houses and they have owned almost two dozen homes themselves, so they know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and help make sellers more money. So if you're looking to buy an old home, they know what to look for in older homes so you don't end up buying a money pit. If you need to sell your home, they're going to help you out with that too. You can find all of their info at thinksaltlakecity.com or just give them a call, 801-810-6773. Again, find their info on their website, thinksaltlakecity.com, or give them a call at 801-810-6773. Let's jump into that conversation that we had with Braden when he came and talked to us about social axe throwing. This is a really cool story, guys. Let's jump into that. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Where did you grow up? Or where's home for you, Braden? So home is Utah. I was born in Logan, Utah. Lived there for like two years of my life as a baby and then was moved into uh, Weber in Davis County. And so I've lived in Ogden most of my life. And then I live in Ogden right now. And so, yeah, Utah's been my home. So you live in Ogden. Now you, because you have a location, a social axe in Ogden as well as yep, Salt so Lake? We, have, we actually have three locations. We've got um, one in Ogden City, uh, Salt Lake City downtown, and then we have one in Orem City in Utah County. 
Okay, so so you still you're you're still in Ogden. Mm-hmm. Ogden was your first location, right? Yep. And then Salt Lake was the second location, and then Utah County. Do you have one that you're at usually more? Probably at Salt Lake more often, just because we actually have so our all three of our stores, uh, two out of three only work off of nighttime operations. Salt Lake is open all day every day. Okay. Salt Lake's active all day every day. Man. Fun fact: the the first the only time I've been to your Salt Lake location, the job that I'm at now. Yeah. Before I started it, they called me and they're like, okay, we want to like get to know you before you start work. <laughs> and they, and they wanted to go social axe throwing. So oh, like my awesome. first experience with my new coworkers was throwing Throw. axes and drinking beer. And it was great. I love that <laughs> you wonderful. used it like that too. How you said, well, they wanted to go social axe throwing. I've been pushing for that for so long. I'm like, I want people to say like, let's just go social axe. Throwing, yeah, right? it's so. great. What? Okay. So people listening right now, including myself. What is like, how did this whole thing start, man? Like, how did, how did the idea start? Because this is a popular thing. It seems like these days I see it every time I turn around, there's a new ax throwing place and this and that. How did this start for you, man? What's your journey there? Yeah. So, okay. So a little bit of background story on me. Um, this is my first business I've ever owned. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to open a business and just never was able to find what it was. Like I was always track tracking it. My father's an entrepreneur. He owned a remodeling business, so like bathroom and kitchen remodels and that kind of stuff and construction company. And then um, he actually opened uh, Liquid Canvas, which is the paint by paint by instructor with while you drink wine. Have you seen those like the oh, paint yeah, nights? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like wine, op- wine and paint. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So he opened one of those like specifically just that, not like where they come to the bar. Like you can just go to it. That way it's a little bit more family friendly at that end. And, um, anyway, so I just, I was seeing this all my life. Like, this is the coolest stuff ever. I want to open a spot and I just never could think of anything. So my dad calls me one time. He's like, Hey, he's like, I want to open a, a new business. He was actually transitioning out of those two. He was trying to, I mean, he's getting, he's not old by any means, but I think he was just getting to a spot where he didn't need to work as much. And so he's like, Hey, I want to do something else. And I know you really want to help or you really want to do something. I want to help you. And I'm like, all right, what do you got? Let's man? do he's this. Like, right? Let's yeah. go meet up. He's like, what do you like? What do you like? What yada, yada. He's like, I have an idea for a coffee shop and I think it would be right up your, right up your alley. And your, I'm like, your dad said, yeah, this. says okay. this to me, you know? And I'm like, all right. And I wasn't even, even from that conversation, wasn't feeling it. But I, anyways, I go meet with him and Right before I go meet with him, two days before, I see a video of Jason Momoa, the actor. Right? Okay. I see a video of Jason Momoa. He's in Canada and he's at an indoor axe throwing venue. And he's standing there and someone someone hands him a Guinness, gets a big old beer, and he goes, hey, I'm Jason Momoa. I like drinking beer. And he takes a sip and he throws a perfect bullseye. <laughs> he's like, and chucking axes. And I'm like, what the? Like, yeah. that. I, could, I want that. I just like, yeah, like, I just like, I could tell. I was like, where is he at? Because I knew this wasn't in the backwoods. This wasn't, he just built a stand. This was in a venue. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Where is this guy? And so I just go down a rabbit hole, like just down a rabbit hole, just researching, researching. Well, come to find out, axe throwing has been big in Canada since 2006. Like it's really? the indoor axe throwing. Like, I mean, axe throwing has been around forever, but like indoor competitive or as a social event has been in Canada since 2006. It was actually built by, uh, or invented by a guy named, uh, I can't remember his name is Matt something. He owns battle axe throwing up in Canada. He has a bunch of locations and they wasn't like, there wasn't really a way to get it into the States or anything. So anyway, so I see all this, I'm super pumped on all of this, right? I go to meet with my dad. He can't even get a sentence out. Like I just invade. I just puke information. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you got to listen to this. You got to look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And he looks at me and he's like, that's cool, but I don't think that's going to, I don't, I don't think that's what we want to do. And I was like, it seems like there's so much that can be scary about it. Yes. And so he looked at that and he just picked it apart the first time I talked to him and he's yeah. like, no way. And I just left and said, well, I'm doing this. And so let me know what you want to do. And he calls me two days later and he's like, all right, I'm in. He's like, let's form, let's, you know, form a partnership. You know, we're father, son. He's like, let's make this work. 
And so then from there, it was like, all right, game on. So we went and we were like, okay, let's, how do we do that? We don't have a clue. I've never, I've never done it. I mean, I throw it at trees when I was a kid, you know what I mean? But I've never like done it in this level. So, um, we go to the back of his shop. He has a big old warehouse shop and we built a stand and we build a stand and we start chucking and we're just chucking these axes, man. And nothing is sticking like nothing. Okay. Like it's horrible. And it's like, so 25, 30 minutes in, he looks over and he's like, I don't think this is it, man. I don't think this is what you want to do. And I'm like, something ain't right. Well, the the after we built the stand, the hatchets that we've been seeing in videos and stuff actually are like the more professional, the smaller the, the hatchet, the more professional it is. Like the better you get at axe throwing, you want the smaller one because you can manipulate the throw and you can hit more bullseyes and hit more can shots or kill shots or whatever venue you're at that calls them differently. And so uh, we go back to Home Depot and we get the big one and I'm like, I come back and it's, I mean, it's just, and by, when I say big, it's what we throw average. When you come to our place, it's uh three pound S wing ax. But at the time I'm like, this is a big one. We're going to throw this. Yeah. And then we just threw no technique, nothing, just muscle, just chucked it. And it sticks and it starts sticking. And I'm like, Holy cow. And then we start figuring out a technique and I'm like, Oh, this is easy. And then it turns into, all right, this is working. And so it just kind of grew from there and we needed to lock down a location, see if the state or the city themselves, whatever, even let us do it. And so I worked and lived in Ogden city at the time. And I love Ogden city is just, just as much as I love Salt Lake. And I was like, all right, let's do the first one here. So we're looking around. We, well, my dad's like, I got a friend of mine that he wants to, you know, he wants to get into some businesses. He wants to you know, start investing or something like that. And he's like, let's go talk to him. So we go talk to his name, Steve Lister. Well, we go talk to Steve and I pitched the idea to Steve and ear to ear grin, man. He's like, yeah, let me, what are you talking about? What are we doing? So we bring him down to the warehouse, throws his first ax, sticks it and just looks over. And he's like, he's hooked. He's like, this is it. <laughs> let's go. And so we built our first one in his building. He actually owns like some Airbnbs and stuff. And so formed that part, that partnership between the three of us and put the first one in his uh, building. And it just kind of went wild from there. Like, I think everybody, it's like you said, um, Chrissy, just everybody was like, some people are kind of nervous, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. but it's social acts. Like we really strive to just get rid of that anxiety after the first couple throws. Like, which you how, do a really good job. We try our very best. Safety, so. man. So safety. What, like, like, how do you, I mean, these axes are sharp, right? Yep. Is mm-hmm. it, are people hurting and themselves? Sometimes if you hit it wrong, like it can kind of bounce back. Well, that's back. what I mean, yep. man. Like, I mean, I was a Boy Scout, man. I had my totem chip, right? Like yep. we had to, you know, you got to treat knives and axes with, with, with or actually to- it wasn't totem chip was the axe. Wasn't there like an axe? Were you a Boy Scout? I was a, yeah, I did Boy Scouts remember, and I did. And that's where I had the first axe throwing experience was, was in Boy Scouts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So. But I mean, how safety, you got all these strangers so, uh, coming yeah. in. Are you training them how to throw axes Everything. or what? So I'll just kind of walk you through procedures. So when we first started, we opened our first one and we kind of took from what we could see, what we could find, what we thought would work. Um, and anyways, we ended up at our almost final product. I said, we're always trying to make it better every day, but we ended up with single lane chain link targets. So there's no people throwing in the same lanes. There's no people, there's no way that if you and I had a target right next to each other, your ax can fly into my lane. Like we blocked that off. We figured out a distance where you could throw from the distance from a correct spot that gets you as safe as possible. There's one thing to remember, like, and I, I will never be the guy that's like, nothing could ever happen. It's, it is ax mm-hmm. throwing. It is a sharp blade. You are throwing I call it a tool. Some people call it a weapon. You are throwing a heavy, sharp sure. object down a lane and there is risk, but we try to minimize them as much as possible. I would say we do our very best. We have coaches on hand at every venue that are going through safety priority. Your first 10 minutes in, our, in my place is a safety speech and a training, and it could take from 10 to 20 minutes if I need to. And it's like probably it's, all bearded dudes, right? It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's every, it's, I it's a job everybody, down man. there, man. So I, I would say, honestly, like, depending on location, man, we're, we're, 
50 50 i would say between uh men and women I, probably when our staff wise no yep. sandals i would yeah. imagine no right? so i have i have flip-flops on today because i don't ever get to wear them so yeah, okay, yeah so i'm like i'm gonna rock say, those today it would man. seem yeah. like you wouldn't want to wear yeah. sandals yep. in case the axe so, was yeah to so come we do yeah. yeah so we so we require closed toed shoes when you come in if you forget we sell you a two pair two dollar pair of socks they're yours to keep because i don't want them back and you can borrow my crocs we give you the crocs we call nice. it socks and crocs package <laughs> and then we go through about 10 15 minute speech with one of our train one of one of our experts coaches trainers they go through everything that's on our one hour walk-in sessions right so this is like we're just gonna go down friday night let's just go right mm-hmm. that's that's what you'll get and then they set you up on a target give you a table and you throw for an hour and then our coaches are there floating around giving you new games to play we have tons of games that you can play on our targets and as you finish they're giving you new ones they're showing you some fun stuff every now and again we'll let you throw some trick shots that are supervised by our coaches um that's our general walk-in experience. We also do what we call main events, a two-hour experience, right? And with that, you get your own private arena and the coach is there for the entire two hours. Wow. So you get your own tabletop seating, bar top seating in a private zone with two targets. That's a good for a group up to about 18. And then if we get bigger, we can definitely handle it. We just open two private arenas that are conjoined to each other. We just eliminate the middle wall and say, all right, these are all so they're connected, right? And then we just, we put coaches with those parties for the entire time. And those coaches are not there to like be strictly like your baseball coach. It's always just giving you pointers. Like definitely are doing that, but they're more of a host as well. Like they're kind of, there making sure you're having fun. You know, they're kind of like a river guide. Have you ever done that? Like, you know, they're cracking funny jokes and giving out puns. And then if you start <laughs> to struggle, they help you out while they're yeah. also scoring for you. Cause we do old school chalkboards, which I love. And I think it's so cool to have the old school chalkboard. And so they're scoring for you and they're just hanging out and making the event a ton of fun. So they'll host you through about safety training and through about three or four games. And then they'll finish off with a bracket style tournament. Cause by then you're like, really dialed in you're starting to get really competitive mm-hmm. and then they'll so they'll finish with a tournament finding the best thrower of your group and then they'll finish off with a trick shot session where they'll let you throw a big axe because everybody sees it on the wall and they're like how do i throw that <laughs> which is so hard have yeah, you tried did you try so, the big yeah. axe? oh my gosh they're i was like i'm gonna kill myself with this thing it's so hard. oh and you feel them all the way up your spine too like you just yeah. feel every bit of it but i mean they're just, a ton of fun you, yeah when you stick them it's way like harder. Whoa, you know and then we'll teach you doubles. We'll let you throw one in each hand. We'll teach you some underhand. And that's all under supervision from our coaches. So it's not a free-for-all. So it's not you can't just come in and throw these crazy ones all the time because that's where, I, in my opinion, leaves open for risk. So that's we try hazardous. To, yeah, we try to keep it as safe as possible, like I said. And we, mm-hmm. you know, um, knock on wood, we haven't had any incidents. Uh, we've had bloodshed three times, two times from splinters. So there's a lot of splinters in the place. You're sure, I could imagine. Right? Right. Yeah. And then the third time was a weird, funny story. The guy was writing, was filling out a waiver back when we did waivers on paper and was filling out with a pen. You ever like, you ever like hit the top to try and get the pen tip out and like, you know, you hit it in your own hand or something. And then a little cut or something. Like the amount of force this guy used, I don't know why, but like stabbed his own hand. Like it was a weird situation. With a pen. Yeah, with not a pen. even, not like, even the yeah. axe. So like we haven't had any axe accidents or accidents, however you want to say that. Um, accidents. Do you ever put, <laughs> do you ever put a picture up on the bullseye and let people throw axes at a picture? Is that allowed? So we thought I would about love to it do a that. You can have like an X night. We thought, yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. thought about doing like divorce night or X night. Yeah. A lot. And it's, or it's one of those, I mean, yeah, with social could, media, you, man, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Gotta so be some careful. people might get yeah. really offended real quick. What? And oh, yeah, so that's true. I, guess. I worry I, like, you know, if you put a picture of your ex and your ex doesn't like that. And she sees know. it on so social media. So it's one of those, media. like we, it's like, are you going to get sued about because it? of yeah. what someone else did? It's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we talked about, we just, we've never pulled the trigger on it. We st- it's still, trust me, it comes up in every, every staff meeting. Like, can we just do an X night? And I'm like. I want to, but then I don't because I'm scared, you know? So what are the locations? Let's talk about the locations, the addresses. Uh, Oh, yeah. So we got our first original location um, is at, so it's actually been moved. It's actually crazy. So if you, if anyone's listening, you've been to Social Axe Throwing in Ogden, please come check out our new one. So 
the original store with Ogden was the test case, man. I mean, axe throwing in the States when we, when you're we the first found place, it. right? So yeah, like not well, to toot our own horn, but we were first in Utah. Is there other ones? There's yeah, there's quite a few now. So oh, okay. there's, there's axe throwing everywhere now, but anyways, yeah. um, we're the first one. We didn't really have a lot to play off. Sure. With. Like when we were opening that we could only find like nine in the U S that were either about to open or still building. So there was like, it was kind of figuring it all out, but there's a lot in Canada. Right. And so, trying to get her ideas and figure it out and build our own and make it like, you know, make it a social axe throwing. Anyway. So when we built Ogden, it was the coolest thing on the block. Well, after about six months in, I'm like, okay, we could have done this better. And so, and we've, we've just learned that we've grown from an axe throwing venue to an axe throwing entertainment venue. Like we've, we want to add more stuff and make it a lot more fun for you and make it more of a night out for you. And so we came down to Salt Lake and did a bigger venue and learned a lot of things. And we went back to our Ogden one and we moved it. Right. And so when we moved it, we've added in like vintage arcades. So first axe place to add in some vintage arcades. We've added in some pool tables, which goes along with the, the beer story. I don't know. I, I want to get into that. that. I want to get into yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we added some pool tables. We've added some dart areas. We've added in some, uh, the Ogden one is our first one that we'll do food. We're going to hopefully offer food at our other two within, within the year. And then we added in, yeah, the beer and we've put in some, you know, some soda fountains. Anyways, we made it a lot more comfortable, a lot more fun, right? We wanted to make it family friendly, but at the same time, yeah, you can come have a beer here. Sure. That kind of thing. And so first location is now at 2581 Lincoln Avenue. We're right off of historic 25th street. So if you're on historic 25th, you can turn down Lincoln and it, it's like a, not even a minute walk. We're right off of it. And then our second one is at 1154 South 300 West. That's our Salt Lake city location. Uh, that one is our biggest location. That one's the cool one. We built it in an old machine fabrication shop. So it actually has like the cranes in it and stuff still. <laughs> and so it's got a really cool, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's got a good um, vibe. Vibe. Yeah. Feelings. Like it just feels really good. in yeah. there. Like it feels like, it feels like what axe throwing should feel like. It feels tough, you know? Yeah. It's got the crane still there. You know, we sell, we, we do this thing. We only sell beer by the can. So it's like cans only. So it's like, you got the cool beer can, you know? throwing like the, the old steel shop you can kind of smell the steel still and yeah. then on top of that you can smell the wood and the lumber and so it just really feels cool and then our other one is at 683 north state street in okay. orem city that's our newest location and that was actually like our first one that we put in the vintage arcades and the other stuff because that one we just wanted to make that a little bit more family friendly down there and probably and no beer down there and so we actually do we actually do have the beer does and, anybody you know, buy it down there uh <laughs> not like salt lake and ogden but it does sell it's at the end of the day that county man is growing like crazy well, a lot of date and, nights oh, yeah. i bet yeah it's growing like crazy and there's a lot of date nights and it's it's just getting you know it's getting it's it's on its way you know what i mean and so yeah. people are there's not really a whole lot of places to get a beer down there. Do, so do you put a do you put too. a sign up in the front? We allow beards here, unlike your other places in the city. You know? yes. Speaking of certain universities, no, we got BYU. You don't listeners need a card here. You know, we we allow BYU listeners to listen <laughs> to, to the podcast. No, they know I give them crap, but no, man, I think it's crazy. I think it's it's such an interesting idea. It seems like it just kind of came out of nowhere. This whole thing of axe throwing. Did you go visit other locations when you were kind of we doing some research? Yeah, we visited a couple, but like I said, a lot of them were in Canada or on the East Coast. So it wasn't like we couldn't, you know. You could at go the to time, Canada, man. Well, we could. Accessible. We could. It wasn't easy accessible. And it was like my first thing. So it was kind of like just backstory on me. It was it was my savings, man. Like it was like, all right, you know, we got to budget this correctly because I got to make this work. So yeah. It was like we got to pick and choose. But a lot of it. We do a lot of it was because there is like there was some big leagues. There was like National Axe Throwing Federation where you can get a lot off of that. That's actually a big federation. And then there's World Axe Throwing League, so you can kind of see a lot off of that. And then a lot of it, like I said, we were one of the originals, so it was testing a lot of stuff. And that's 
I mean, I had to move. We moved a location because of it. Like Ogden moved to a different spot because I was like, okay, we can, we can make working, this so much yeah. better now. Like we got, we just got to accept this. And fortunately, mm-hmm. we we're you know, like I said, one of my partners was Steve Lister. He owned the building. Now we keep our stuff pretty business wise, and we signed a smaller lease. And he's like, hey man, lease is coming up, and I got someone that wants it. Get out. Like let's go get another oh. spot. And I'm like, sweet. And he's like, all right, <laughs> see you later. And so, so are there professional axe throwers? Like, like yes, like you know how there's like professional a, baseball players yes. and basketball players. Sponsored axe throwers. Yep. So in 2018, yeah. it actually went to ESPN. It's on ESPN. It gets on the better channels when the tournaments are on, but then it's mm-hmm. always on ESPN. The Ocho, you know what I mean? Oh, Number totally. Eight? Yeah. yeah. yeah but it, it, like when it first started, it's 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 on like when they have the big tournament, it's on the big channels. It's on ESPN one, two, or three, I think. Um, but yeah, the World Axe Throwing League. We're not affili- affiliated with them. Like we don't play their same rules all the time, but like we definitely are still friends with them. Like I know a lot of people that work with venues that work on that and that kind of stuff. There's real money to be made in axe throwing now. Like they put up tournaments where you win 10 grand and they put up like where you can win all kinds of other stuff as well. And they have world axe throwing league actually has, I, I don't, don't quote me, but I know they have probably close to a hundred countries in or not, maybe not hundred, maybe like, crazy, like, close to like 60 or so. They have a lot of countries involved. I know that. And so you can play cause they all play on the same target and then you can play the same rules in those houses and everybody does league nights and there's qualifications to get up there. And the National Axe Throwing Federation, they're like a solid runner up. They're right behind them. They were actually were first, but World, I think just because the ESPN thing might have bumped them a little bit, hmm. you know, a little bit bigger. Uh, but NAFT is right behind that. We've been to a couple of NAFT tournaments and they're pretty cool. And they're same thing. Everybody plays on their rules. So ours is kind of a blend. That was kind of one of our things that we wanted to do is like we wanted to say, all right, you play Worlds or you play NAF. Well, come play our tournament. So we actually host a big tournament called the Rocky Mountain Axe Throwing Tournament. Well, let's let's get into that when yeah. you when you and kind so, of segue into that when you're ready there. Yeah. yeah so so sports uh, so the, the sport of axe throwing is so new, and the, so this tournament's only one year old. This will be the second year. So our first year, you know, we didn't know quite where we wanted to land. Well, we we pulled up, we put up a thousand dollar pot, and I went and sent out like I think I want to say like sixty or seventy invites to like axe throwing houses that I could find in the States. Like I sent like a poster to them and an invite. And a lot of them were like, that's the coolest thing. And we never seen anything like, like that. So a lot of them rolled in and not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. We had, a, I think we had like seven or eight out of state axe throwing houses, which I was super stoked about that, you know, sent some players to play. And then we had a lot of the other axe throwing houses in Utah. That's what we've been trying to do is like get all the other axe houses in too, to come play this tournament. And then we had our league players. And so we landed about 50 throwers, which I thought was great. And we threw this big double elimination tournament and everybody just had a riot. It was a ton of fun. It turned out really well. So we said, all right, let's do it again next year. So this year we're doing $2,500 to the first place winner, 1000 to second and 500 to third. And then we'll get like some prizes. Like we've talked, we've been talking with some breweries and stuff. Um, and it was pretty crazy because we actually had AB, like Anheuser-Busch Budweiser called and said they're going to sponsor it. And I was like, oh, wow. The- At your place. Yeah. No kidding. Awesome. They, they yeah. called you. Yeah. So like we were, so I was working with the local guys, right? Which I love those guys. General sure. distributing. I was working with them and they're like, yeah, we, I was like, what do we got to do to get these to the, to the big, like, what do we got to do to get to this, but to Budweiser, you know, like, how do we make this work? And they're like, dude, it's too far in the year. I don't know if it's going to work out. Who was saying that you were your no, workers, general distributing. Oh, okay. So general, oh. which is like the local Budweiser reps, right? Oh, the local, like okay. if you see anything Budweiser in Utah, most likely, well, it is through general. Okay. And, and then, there's the big corporate HQ, right? And so I was like, man, what do we got to do? Because I want to get, like, I want to see if we can get this on TV or something. Sure. You know? And they're like, I don't know if it'll happen this year. Well, anyways, Budweiser called and said, hey, we're in. Consider, put our name on that. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever, man. Because I used to be a Bud guy. I used to sell Budweiser. And yeah. So 
Um, like that's the raddest thing ever. And so those guys jumped in and we have a lot of local sponsors that are jumping in too. And so it should be, uh, it should be a huge party. So yeah, it seems like a good event to, to spawn. And what was the date yeah. on that one? Oh, Did it's you... September 14th. So, so it's almost here. Yeah. And there's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of room to sign up. So go register yep, $30 to sign up, especially with, with uh, Utah. Utah is one of the most, Utah has probably the most ax throwing venues out of all the states. So it's like, if you're listening to this right now and you live in Utah, like it's anybody's sport, you already throw it in an ax house, come join it. So any skill so, level can yeah, join like really this company. Like, so, I mean, we do have some pros coming in, but we throw on a different target than all of them. So it's like you, it's a big, it, that, and that's a big variable. Like we throw farther away, we require bigger axes. And so a pro can come in and he throws, you know, from a shorter distance, smaller axe, whatever, we're switching everybody up. So it's a solid chance to win some real money and then just, you know, have a good time with us and hang out and build, help us build the sport of ax throwing even bigger. So I think yeah. I got to go do that, Chrissy. It's you a totally ton of, should I go? I could see myself being an ax thrower. You'd love it. You'd Is love there it. really, I mean, gosh, I guess you learn form and, and how to, how to yeah, properly I mean, it throw down, it. And like you, yeah, you'll just like throwing a basketball, man. Well, just even do, when you yeah. go like, and you have the host, they, they show you the proper techniques. And so you actually do like test throws and learn how to throw with two hands and one hand. Huh. And, and it's a great date night, man. Like talk oh, yeah. about a unique date night. Like back in my like Tinder days, man, like I would have loved taking. And that was kind of, like, and if that the date goes of... south, you can just throw an ax at her. <laughs> yep. <It's fine>. <laughs> Chop her <laughs> and toes so, And that off. was kind of one of the bigger inspirations too. Cause like, so I used to be a Budweiser rep mm-hmm. and well, I, so I was, I was working for Wasatch distributing in Ogden, which is like the big Budweiser rep mm-hmm. up there. But then they also host all the craft stuff. So like they, they do like you went to Park City, a lot of the other breweries. And so like I grew a passion for beer out of that. And, uh, Anyways, I was a bar rep there. So I was always in the nightlife and always seeing that. And that's kind of one of the bigger reasons with social acts. I'm like, this is, this is a nightlife activity. Like you can come during the day. Don't get me wrong. It's still a good time, but like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a date night, a group friend out, you know, Friday night or a Saturday night event. And so that was kind of one of my bigger inspirations for going that route too. I was like, man, this is, this is, this will be a cool, you know, Saturday night party and hanging out with the ax throwing and then, you know, going to dinner or to the bar or something like that after or something. Yeah. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Remember, when you support one of our sponsors, you are directly supporting this podcast. Did you know that the Love Promise program is what makes Subaru and Mark Miller Subaru so special? The Love Promise means being more than a car company. It's Mark Miller Subaru's vision to show love and respect to all people at every interaction with Subaru. Mark Miller Subaru is dedicated to making the world a better place. Subaru of America actually selected Mark Miller Subaru as the country's 2018 Love Promise Retailer of the Year. This is the most distinguished award Subaru of America awards every year, and it is only given to one Subaru retailer throughout the entire country. Mark Miller Subaru was selected for this award because of Mark Miller Subaru's unique and strategic approach to supporting charitable causes right here in Utah. While Mark Miller Subaru has donated a sizable amount of money over the years, that's not all they do. Mark Miller Subaru develops deep and meaningful partnerships with charities to make real change right here in our community. So whether you're buying a car to Mark Miller Subaru or just simply getting some service done, you're helping Mark Miller Subaru leave a mark on the lives of others in our local community. Mark Miller Subaru has two locations. I'm going to tell you about them right now. They have their location. It's Subaru Midtown, 3535 South State Street, right in Salt Lake City. This is the one that we use for all of our Subaru needs. They also have one on the South Town, the south end of the valley, at 10920 South State Street, right in Sandy. 
Go test drive a Subaru today. I really think you're going to love it because I love my Subaru. Again, go visit them at their Midtown or Southtown locations. And many thanks to Mark Miller Subaru for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You ran into some obstacles. I Was it with the city or what? Like the whole like... Uh, I remember in beer the beer thing, yeah. right? Like, how, talk. Let's talk about this. I I remember reading, and I, I should have taken some better notes here of this. You had to stop selling beer, and then you found a loophole. So, okay, so the beer story is the craziest. All right, so I remember how many people were mad about that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. So we built Ogden first, uh-huh. right? Like I said, I'm used to be a beer rep. I'm a beer guy. So in my head, it was already it was already coinciding. Like I already seen that. So we built Ogden. And we go to apply for a beer license in Ogden, right? Well, the location, that was one of the other reasons we moved. The location was too close to the, to the LDS temple. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so there's some rules there. There's some Because they're afraid yeah, they're going to come some, over and have a beer before something. they go to the temple. Trust right? me, I'll listen to this. This is crazy. So <laughs> you have to be, depending on the license you're applying for, you have to be, we were applying for a beer recreational license. I'll say that first. So beer recreational license in Utah is actually a really, it's one of those I don't want to tell everybody, but it's actually an awesome license because- mm-hmm. It's like a golf course or a bowling alley, right? So you can have an area in your location where you can get a beer and then it could still be a family fun center. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like it can still be a bowling center. Yeah. So it's, then there's the straight liquor licenses that are bars only. And then there's the restaurant licenses where you can't move around with it. You know what I mean? So you have to stay seated. Mm-hmm. Ours, you didn't have to stay seated. So we can, you know, we can hit all, all customer bases and everybody can be happy. You, know, you can come with your family. Don't touch the beer. And if you don't want to do that, whatever you go, to, we'll put you over in this venue and you're on your own and it's family friendly over there. Right. And if you guys are coming in and have a beer, Hey, we got this venue. We got this area but, but over here. But since when is beer not family hey, friendly? Man, I don't, know, anyway, yeah, I get what you, you get I get it. what yeah, you, you mean, it, right? but I so still have to argue. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And so anyway, so we wanted the beer recreational license because we could operate that way, right? We could, you could still do all those things. And so with beer recreational license, you have to be 600 feet or more from a, from any type of a church, parks, and I think federal buildings. And I think there's one other thing on there. Some Maybe like elementary schools. Yeah, <laughs> schools. Yeah, schools. That's what it was. And so- I understand we schools. Were, I get that. Yeah. I yeah, get that. Exactly, right? So we were like 570 feet in our first location, like oh, just out of reach. So we go to apply- and they were like, first of all, we've never heard of axe throwing a beer. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a little crazy. And then second of all, you're already not in range. So sorry. Like they yeah. pretty much like we didn't make it past the office because they said, if you're not in range, they won't even talk to you. Hmm. And so you used to be able to apply for variances and the variances went out the door like a two, like right before us. So we're like, oh man, this is a bummer. Okay. Uh, what do we do? Well, we were already looking at Salt Lake and we said, you know what? Maybe Ogden is just not going to sell beer. So we went to Salt Lake and we put in our Salt Lake venue and we knew that. We're like, okay, no way are we going to land this thing anywhere near anything that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So we find that awesome location that we have and we put that one up and we go to the DABC. And my my dad actually presented in front of the DABC and he loved it. He, he always talks about it. So he goes in front of them and in the rules, 2017 for uh, beer recreational, it says that you need to be one of these 14 items or substantially similar to one of these 14 items. So it was bowling. So this is funny. So it was bowling and then it was pool and then it was billiards because apparently they really is a significant difference there. So it's pool hall or billiard hall. So one, so two numbers were taken. Okay. And then you go to a golf course and it was golf, mini golf and driving ranges, right? So the list is like made up of a bunch of other things, yeah. but they're all the same thing. And then it was other things like sporting event centers, you know, like the Raptor stadiums and that kind of thing, like the baseball stadiums, yeah. B stadiums. It was one of those, right? Or substantially similar. 
Well, I'm like the epitome of bowling. It's a weighted object down a lane, hit a target, gain some points. Yeah. Right. Like that's, there's no way they can argue that. So we go in front of them and they were actually the first go around. I mean, they grilled, they grilled us. They, they asked every question in the book, but they were actually pretty understanding. They're like, so yeah. Describe the situation. So is it like a court or something? Yeah. So, like, so when you go to the I UBC, mean, it's I've a meeting. It. Yeah. It's yeah, a meeting yeah, yeah. that they do, I believe the last Tuesday of every month and you can go to them too. You don't have to be applying. You can go to them. There's a lot of people that own a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff that they go to them every Tuesday. I don't know. If they're seeing like if someone else is coming to town, mm-hmm. if they're, you know, or if they're just trying, cause like they'll like, some of them are a little crazy. Like sometimes these things, you see things like maybe not played by the book, like it should have been whatever. Right. Huh. They, like there's a lot of people that so go So you those. present your case. Yeah. So you go okay. and you apply and then you, you know, they, they say, all right, it's your turn. They pre- you go to present your case. If a lot of times, if you're just going for like a bar or a restaurant, they don't make you do anything. Like you just, you still have to be there at that meeting. And sometimes they might pull you up and say, all right, it's time to talk. Or they might just say, all right, here's his license. See you later. You know, hmm. here's your license. So, so your dad goes up. In so this he case. goes up in the first one. Cause they were like, what are you talking about? Beer and axe throwing this? No way. Like, what are we talking about here? So he <laughs> goes up and, and like, we were prepared, man. It was like 10 pages. We were ready. Like we had a whole nice little folder and binder, wow. like everything we could go to. And they asked every question in the book. They're like, what are you doing for safety? What are you doing for this? How's this going to work? You know, and all these things. And like, how are you going to make it safe? And it just kind of comes down to the same thing. It, it's like I said, it's like the epitome of bowling. Like yeah. anybody with bowling, you risk busting your toe at bowling just by dropping it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like you drop a 10 pound ball on your toenail, that's going to hurt more than most cases. And True, there's, yeah. you know, the risk of throwing it back behind you. Cause that was the biggest thing. They were like, well, what are you going to do about the backswing? Cause we don't block it fully caged behind. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those like same speech I gave you guys at the beginning of this um, interview. It's our coaches are there. We're on top of it. We're making sure we're making sure everybody's comfortable. Plus we move everybody else that's watching farther back away. Like you're not right behind your friends that are throwing You're you know, you're a little bit of a distance to where we can account for all situations that might come up. So we get grilled on all these. We answer them all good. Then they start joking around with my dad. You can see like it might be looking good. And so all of a sudden they issue a license for Salt Lake. It was great. They issued our license with Salt Lake though, under a three beer limit. Mm. So you can only sell three beers for a customer, which my opinion, personally, I'm kind of okay with, right? I'm not, yeah, it's probably see, a good rule. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like we're business, like we're, we're in a business and like we can see there's potential to make more, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like I don't want to be that venue that has an accident because somebody gets too intoxicated. Well, so. it's not right. a place to go get smashed. Exactly. At, right? We kind of advertise that too. We advertise like, Hey man, we're kind of, we're kind of the before or the, you know, yeah, or the after type thing. It's like, Hey, come to us. Yeah. And then go get some dinner and head, you know, head, head down, head to a bar, a more legit bar, yeah, but just to have to the option. And almost, and I, and I hardly ever get an argument every now and again, I'll get that review from a customer. Like they'll leave a guru. Like, I wish I could get more beer or I'll, mm. you know, or I'll hear like, Oh, I, I can drink more than three. And it's like, I get that you can, man, but at the end of the day, like, <laughs> I could drink more than three. Yeah, it's too. like, do you really, like, you. you know, at the end, and most of the time people are coming to us first. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you still got to get wherever you're going. So I would, I think you're fine with <laughs> yeah. three. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So they give us the first license and then we get our other one for Orem. Didn't ask a question. It was one of those. We sat down, we applied. Our name came up, social acts throwing, trying to get their Orem location beer license. Yes. Cause they no. know nobody will buy it down there, right? Why well, something, man. I don't know. They didn't even blink an eye. Like, they were nobody like, drinks here. Yeah. They're like, yep, you're good. Send us out the door. Second, wow. second license was perfect. Yeah. So then my Ogden store is my first store, man. Like, and it was like, we've learned so that's much. Your, that's your baby. So that's much. Your yeah. Baby. So I'm like, we got to get beer in here, man. I'm a beer guy. This is our first location. Sure. Our yeah. crowd in Ogden wants it. Our Ogden is Salt Lake city's, you know, little brother. Like it <laughs> wants, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's growing in the same trends. Like the food's coming, you know, all of it. Anyways, breweries are opening all that jazz. And so I'm like, they want the beer, dude. We got it. So 
And then on top of that, that first location was tiny. It was 1700 square feet and it was smashed. And so, oh wow! and oh, wow. like, I could just see like things like we could do better safety wise. I'm like, all right, we need more space. The crowd's kind of calling for it and I want beer. Right. And then we also wanted to add more attractions. We put in like, we just bought that killer queen arcade. You ever played that? <gasps> I've oh, heard of it. Oh, it is a blast. It's a 10 player it, arcade. Yeah. Game. That's, oh, that's, that's the one that's at quarters. Yeah. Yep. So we just got that. And so Very like, cool. we're adding kind of like, we're kind of mixing a little bit of the vibe. And so anyways, we, we make the commitment, right? We're like, all right, let's go. Let's move. So we move over, do all the things. Here's the things that are frustrating is to apply. You have to have a lease. You have to have an architect come through. You have to have like the city approval. You have to have a lot of things just to get in the door. Just for wow. beer. Just for the beer. Like that wow. was the frustrating part. Cause like you initially are taking this giant commitment and yeah. then they could just say, nope, sorry. And so it was a little nerve wracking the whole time. Cause like we were like, all right, so we got all our ducks in order. We've made these commitments. We're ready mm-hmm. to move. We can't get out of half of these commitments now. Like we're in them. We're in it, whether this works or not um, for the beer part. And so we do all that. We go down, we apply. They're like, yeah, should be fine. Don't see any issues. You know, we're meeting with our compliance officers who are all awesome. Our compliance officers are fantastic. They look it over. They're like, yeah, I think you're good. You know, shouldn't be an issue. Let's, let's go ahead and have you apply. We get into the meeting in April. Okay. Of this year? This year. Yeah. So we get in the meeting of April. So the, the news kind of had it backwards. They thought we were talking about our Salt Lake store. Salt Lake stores had beer, hasn't had any issues yet. Ogden was the one we were kind of fighting for, but the, the news kind of portrayed it as Salt Lake, but okay. it was actually Ogden. So we get in there, we go to apply this year and we're talking with, and we go, oh, sorry. All right. Let me backtrack. So I say this correctly. So we go in there the night before we're going in for our meeting the night before. Okay. Our compliance officer calls us and says, Hey, they made some weird changes. You guys better be prepared to make your make your case tomorrow because they're going to have you do so. Did they make changes because they knew you were coming nope. in? So this was the crazy. I don't think they even thought about this change. So the reason that I understand this change was made is because Utah is transitioning to a higher point. We're not going to like other states, but we're going to 5% beer, Woo-hoo. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And so we're moving to that 5%. Well, when they did that, the give was, there's always give and take with, with right. the city of Utah. You know what I mean? So, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to get 5%, but here's what we're going to do in, on some other ends. So they go through all of the laws and they do what they call cleanup laws. And they just take little things out that kind of stricken everything up a little bit more, right? Like we're going to get more beer, alcohol content, but hey, things are going to be even a little bit more strict. Yeah. So when they did that, they went through our category and they took out the substantially similar part, which means you had to be one of those 14 items or not going to happen. Right. Oh, no way. Is that for the yeah. whole state? Whole or? state. Okay. Yep. Whole okay. state. So you had to be one of these four times or you're not getting a license. So we go in and that's when he called us. Our compliance officer calls us and said, Hey, you better be ready. This is, this might be a problem. Well, we go in and we're like, the law doesn't go into effect until May, man. Like, I don't see why this is an issue. I've seen plenty of other things pushed through before laws change. Mm-hmm. So we kind of pled our case and said, Hey, we've got two, two, places right now that we have had no incidents in. We've had no bus, no nothing. Like we haven't had any mistakes in that. Like we've been following it to a T. Like I follow that three beer law to a T man. Like we don't mess around. Well, yeah, you can't. You should. My, my staff hates me. They laugh at me. Cause I, cause I make them ask every question about the IDs. Like it takes you an extra 10 seconds to get a beer at my place. Cause they're mm-hmm. literally like thorough and like, I'll come Which in is if good, you're not. Because yeah. you never know. Yeah. Nobody wants, first of all, I don't want to have an issue like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, have one of those. And then the second thing is, is like you get fines for it. Like I don't exactly. want, I don't want not to cheap. Or, or they cheap, pull your man. license yeah, you know? or you lose and it. And so it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want us to turn around and have those issues. So like we're yeah. on top of it as much as we can, you know, knock on wood, we continue that and it keeps going. So anyways, so we kind of preach that. We're like, Hey man, we have no issues. What's going on here. 
I don't know. It was, it was unfairly treated that day. That's the best term I can say without saying too much. Um, sure. It was unfairly treated in my opinion. And one of the bigger reasons I think was, is because we had another business down here in Salt Lake city that was trying to get their beer license under the same thing mm. that we were. And that was the, uh, the heart and soul karaoke. They were trying to get oh, that's a, right. Yeah, Cause karaoke so, and ax throwing yeah. all of a sudden were like, <laughs> that was the news talk. here, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah. so they were trying to do the same thing. They were trying to prove like, Hey man, this is a recreational activity these <laughs> days. Like it's Japan and, you cannot and stuff like karaoke that. without alcohol. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. So some they, people do. Not so they do, weird, they do in Provo. Provo. Their <laughs> yeah, business well, is, well, it works. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 It works really well in Provo. So they came to Salt Lake and I think they kind of recognized, Hey man, Salt Lake, they want to drink some beer. Right. So they tried to get their license and they, they kind of played off of the same thing we did. And so I think because of them and us, and they used us as an example as well, I think it kind of just meshed us a little bit. And like, I get where the guy's coming from. I would have said, Hey man, that business just got it. Why can't I get it? So I get mm-hmm. it. Well, it brought up all this detention or attention. Sorry. So anyways, they, they, de- they denied us both that day, even though I had already had two licenses under the current law. Do you think they were trying to make an example of you kind I, of maybe like a public you know, example, like so that other, it, it doesn't like snowball and more businesses are trying to slip in and maybe and that's the thing that kind of bones me out the most was because it's like you go to all these other states man people are doing other things like this like there's pickleball bars and pickleball leagues and tournaments and stuff and like venues or all age venues where you can get a beer you can get some lunch and you can play pickleball there's ones Mm -hmm. that you know they do curling there's ones that do all this other cool fun stuff and it's like by these 14 items that have been around since the 60s 70s when pool and bowling bowling were killing it like putting it into this range, you're saying, okay, well, those people that want to come in and do that, then that means they can only do it as a bar if they want to sell any beer. And you know what I mean? Then you just limit it to where it's like, that's kind of a bummer. It's kind of lame. So that's what kind of bummed me about, about the whole thing. Well, anyways, it got over with a lot of people were actually on our side. Even, uh, even some of the, um, the ABC commissioners came up and were like, listen, that was a hard one for us. We really had to, that was one where we had to think about. Hmm. And then while they were on there, they made the comment. They were like, well, why don't you just conform yourself to one of those 14 items? And so we were like, okay, that's what we'll do. So we went in and not by any means we're already, we're just going to like slap something into our building to make it work. Like we said, okay, well we're building right now. So let's go ahead and we'll make it work with while we're building. So before we went back in, in May, we put pool tables in our current Ogden location. Smart. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, people want to play pool still. I mean, still, still a good time. Right. And it's something to do while you're waiting for a lane, if we're busy or if you don't want to head out the doors right after you're done axling, you can play some pool or some arcade games. Yeah. So we kind of added those into our venue and then went back and said, listen, our Orem and our Ogden locations now have pool tables in them. Our Salt Lake city location will. So our Salt Lake city, we've got some big changes coming to that one. And so we said, listen, we've made these changes. Technically Ogden city supported us hundred percent. Ogden city was like, dude, we wanted you guys to have beer since you opened. So yeah, we're in. <laughs> so they said, we'll back it had a lot of, a lot of people, we talked to a lot of, um, senators and that kind of thing and tried to get as much as we could. The mayor of Ogden actually wrote us a letter and said, we, you know, we want to support you. And so we went back down. Anyways, it ended up panning out. They're like, okay. They argued a little bit. There's a few of them that were still not, well, as one person that still wasn't quite into it, but actually like three or four of the, the ABC commissioners kind of just chimed in and was like, listen, you guys are legal. Like we can't tell you no. And we support it. You yeah. guys have been in a business and you're, you're helping the community and you're involved and you're doing, you're, you're bringing an awesome attraction. Let's just try mm-hmm. it. And so they gave us our license and it panned out. And so as of right now, all three of our locations have a beer license, um, coming up to the renew this year. They say that there could be a debate, but I've always heard things are grandfathered in when you get them. So we'll see, we'll see for Salt Lake when we go to renew. I feel like, yeah. man, I feel like the, I feel like they just try to ruin small business here in Utah by doing like, it was like they were trying to find a reason that you wouldn't work instead of 
like you said, it makes me happy to hear that they were yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, you're helping the community. Yep. And that's like a first for me. It seems like they well, want to kill it. anything off. I hate that I can't remember the two um, ladies' names. Oh, it's there was all two good. ladies yeah. on the DABC, man. They were awesome. And they just kind of finally were like, all right, what are we talking about here? Like they came mm-hmm. in and they're like, because like part of the argument conversation was, well, you need to have pool in your name. You need to have this. And I'm like, look at that's other businesses. Dumb. They don't have to have that in their name. Like, yeah. I, you know, to think of a few off the top of my head, like Fat Cat's, they don't have bowling in their name. It's just Fat yeah. Cat's Fun Center, but they sell beer. You know what yeah, I mean? So it's true. like, yeah. And they have the same license. So it's like, hmm. so the one guy was like, I think you need to have it. And so I was like, all right, I'll change my name to Social Axe Throwing Pool Hall if I need to. I don't know what you're talking about. And the one lady finally came forward and she's like, we can't legally make you change your name. And granted, we don't need you to. And even my dad's like, I'm not changing the name. Nobody else has to. And so we were kind of like, finally, like, they just all kind of came around except for one person was still kind of against it. But the rest of them were like, yeah, you know what? You guys have been doing it. Let's just, let's just make it happen. So. <laughs> Your dad sounds kind of a bit of a badass, you know? He sounds like a, he don't a mess guy that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mess around. Doesn't take yeah. anybody. I learned a lot from him, man. He's awesome. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Remember, when you support one of our sponsors, you are directly supporting this podcast. Hey, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Do you have a buddy, maybe a coworker that's thinking of starting a podcast? I know that a lot of you are reaching out to me on a daily basis. You're saying, Chris, I want to start a podcast. I don't know where to go. Well, if you or someone you know, if you're in the process of starting a podcast and you are looking for the best podcast audio host out there, go check out Libsyn.com. We've been using Libsyn to host I Am Salt Lake podcast for the past seven years And I know that I truly couldn't be happier with their service. I mean, I've been with them for seven years, you guys. They make it super easy to set up. They make it super easy to get your podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners. Pay attention though. Listen up. We have a very, very special promo code for you. The promo code is Salt Lake, all one word, Salt Lake. You'll get the rest of this month. And all of next month, free, free hosting at Libsyn.com by using that promo code. Again, the promo code is Salt Lake. You'll be supporting this podcast and you'll get yourself some free podcast hosting at the same time. It's a win-win. It's really cool. Check it out. Hit us up with any questions. And many thanks to Libsyn for their support of this podcast. I want to ask a question. We get a lot of people, entrepreneur people, yeah. we're talking about opening businesses. Do you have like one or two pieces of advice, like business advice that you would give? I, I know every business is different, whether they're working with food or, or retail or whatever, but I'm sure there's just a good piece of business advice you might be so able to, to answer. If there. I'll play off of what you just said, like with my dad, right? So my dad and then my, actually our new partner, Steve, they're both, they're, they're both the same age. So they're older than me. Right. And they just, they've had a lot of experience and Helped me out on a ton of it. And one of the things that I would say for entrepreneurs like that I've learned working with them and plus all of the community involvement we've been in meeting other people is if you're thinking about it, yeah. obviously you can do all the research in the world. You can get a million degrees and I'm not taking anything away from people to get degrees. I get that. That's, that's awesome. But like, I feel like I talked to some people and it's like, well, I got to do these 10 things first. And I used to be that person. I'm like, I need to do these 10 things first. Now that's going to help in a lot of situations in life. Yes. But sometimes man, it's just, just go for it. Just do mm-hmm. it. Like it was one of those, like, all right, we're just going to do this. I'm going for it. And I learned so much along by just, the way. By just jumping you know? in and head it's first. Like, yeah. And like, we've been fortunate. A lot of it's been successful. I've had a few hiccups, you know, that were, that were a little nerve wracking, but we've, it's, it's pulled off. Cause I'm just like putting in the work, but also learning how to do all this stuff and, and how to run a business has been awesome. So 
I don't know. I'd say if, if you're sitting there thinking about it, just go for it. Well, and really, I mean, no matter how much you think about it and prepare, yeah, it's you're, it's never going to go as you plan. Yeah. And so you're like, never jumping in and doing it is really yeah. the only way. And you're never prepared. Like I was never prepared for that first busy Friday night like that mm-hmm. whooped us. You know what I mean? And then I was never prepared for that tournament and that did great. You know what I mean? It's just like you learn, you're going to learn it all anyways, even if you feel like you're hundred percent prepared, yeah. you're still going to have a bunch of hiccups they are going to teach you. It's just so. like having a baby. <laughs> you never like, learn. I'll like, never learn that. You one. will never truly know how until, you until know you do it. all the yeah. things until you're there. I don't have any kids, yeah. but I've been told yeah, told the same. You, so you have a work baby. Yeah, there's that's, uh, it. Really, yeah, that's what it feels like. We have a few few standard Salt Lake City related questions. I want to kind of include even let's include Ogden, Utah County, since you have businesses down there. I'm sure you spend time yeah. in both cities. But if somebody was visiting the area, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Utah County, whatever Utah. Do you have like an area of town, a business, a building, something that you like to show people? Like I like to even take people on top of the downtown Salt Lake Library. You can see a cool view. Oh yeah, uh, from there, you know, or the beehives up there. I don't know uh, what's it. What's your tour, man? So, what? so well, I mean, so a lot of people coming to Utah are usually, I mean, it's either business or it's you're here to see the mountains sure. and stuff, right? Yeah. So like my biggest thing is like the canyons, man. Like big Cottonwood Canyon, like just pine trees and just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, Ogden Canyon, same thing. Like getting some hikes in, definitely my go-tos. And then social acts are on. And well, no, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, of course yeah, come and, and check then, your uh, place and out. Then, but. No, I think like. If I was going to say, if you were going to get some grub, yeah, I would be over Lucky 13. Okay. So, I so favorite, their that's burger, one of your, man. okay. Oh, I, like I like to ask, you know, favorite Almost local. Almost anytime. Spots, like, yeah. We're going to go to Lucky first, right? You got to get a burger <laughs> first. You got to try it. It's awesome. So do you have any other favorite places that you like to eat besides Lucky 13? Um, Lucky 13. So you know, I just, the one I just tried that I'm kind of hooked on is Freshies, right? So okay. I've never been a lobster seafood person, but they just came over here. I think they're on ninth, ninth South, like right up the street. Ooh. Oh man, they make the best lobsters. What do they call lobster sandwiches? Lobster whatever. Holy cow! I, I've driven by there a few good. times. Always wanted to go in there and yeah, check they, it out. Yeah, yeah. they just check barely came into town, and I tried them with my wife the other day, and oh, she loved it. We were loving it. It was awesome. So, oh man, we and then go yeah, there. and then like I, like I said, I'm a beer guy, man. So I loved to check out all the breweries. Like sure. all these breweries that we've gotten in Salt Lake and Utah alone. Like there are some rad joints to hang out at now. Like, do you have a favorite yeah. local brewery or I, is that local? Yeah. Local one. I would probably say Keto's. I've been a big fan of Keto's, man. They got a cool arcade in there. They got delicious beer. And then, uh, like in Ogden area, Roosters. They just opened up B Roosters Street. Roosters is good. Yeah. yeah, they just opened their new brewery up there in Ogden called B Street. That's a super rad one. So if I'm down here in Salt Lake, I usually drop in. Like Keto's, we work with a lot. You went to? I love you went to, man. Like you went to beers are the bomb. The cutthroat. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's hard to choose sometimes. There's a brewery on every corner now that's awesome. <laughs> we just had Templin open. Because yeah. had Templin beer yet? I, 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 oh, yeah, well, I, I stopped drinking beer about five, That's six. Right. So they, I think that. they yeah, came yeah. after yeah, I stopped. Yeah, but Templin just opened within this year, dude. And, and they're just over on 300 rad. West over there. Oh, yeah. Super rad. They got, yeah, right, they're right down the street from us on 3rd West. They're like okay. within walking distance. So it's always like when they get done here, I'm like, head over to Templin, guys. Check Aww. out their beer. They got good stuff. You know, and they got rad. a cool venue. And then not to mention like Fisher's right there. Yeah. They're not yeah. probably quite walking, but they're a scooter right away. You yeah. know? And Fisher's, mm-hmm. they just have a rad van. You always got a food truck out there. So you can try a little bit of everything from Salt Lake every day. They have a different food truck every day. So you can get a little, little different taste of Salt Lake every day there and drink some beer. So Fisher's a rad place. So like I said, I'm a beer guy. So like the breweries are my place to go. But then I love Lucky 13 for their burgers. That's a mm-hmm. good spot. Lucky 13 is their food is yeah. delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They get me, man. The they peanut butter burger. Oh, oh it's man. delicious. Yep. <laughs> if you could change one or two things about the area, Salt Lake City, I guess. Is there anything, or maybe not? No, man. I don't know if I'd change much. I mean, because it is what it is. I it guess. is what it is, and we're like our. Uh, it's it's getting cooler by the day. Yeah, it really is. I mean, new businesses are coming like crazy, and we're uh, you know we're growing. Our culture's growing. Like it's 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 got 
a little bit of all of it, man. Small Lake City. It's got a little bit of all of it. It's awesome. So I don't know. I don't know if I really would. I mean, I'd probably you know, talk to the DABC laws a little bit, but other than that. Yeah, I think, I mean, air and, and liquor laws are too. Air, you know, yeah. But, but, yeah, but, what, but those yeah, are tough because well, yeah. we've been complaining we've been forever, forever, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. kind of like, well, okay, how do we change that, right? Yeah, like, and that's one of those, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's if I could change it. So you say Salt Lake, I get it. But, like, if I could change one thing about Utah is I'd love to see more public transit out of that train station. Like, yeah. why yeah. is that thing closed on Sunday? Like you want to come to Salt Lake on Sunday and you don't live in Salt Lake. Like that's the worst. Like that's, well, it, that's it, a day off. For it's you. strange. Yeah, exactly. It's strange yeah. that they still are that. I mean, I understood maybe 10 years ago, yeah, right? Like, open like, that thing up, man. But, that's, that's what I would change. Yeah. yeah. I would change mm-hmm. the train. Cause that thing not being open on Sunday. Like I live in, I live in Ogden. So when I want to come down here and get some food, I got to drive. And then you can't, you know, you can't have a lot of beer or anything yeah, like that. You can't have yeah. that. So you have to, you know, watch everything especially with our strict laws. So it's like, I would change that. I would have that. And then just our public transit in general, I'd love to see more of it. Like I'd like to be able to hit another stop and get on another train and see that town. Salt Lake's the only one. And I think we probably even need more of that, you know? And more, more often we're going more places a little more easy because I know how it is for me. I can, you should be able to get places faster on public transit than a car, but we could still get around faster in a car here. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And it doesn't run late either. Yeah. So it's like you come down to Twilight concerts, they don't end till late. So you've mm-hmm. got to you're either screwed, miss man. the headline or half the headline to hit that train or you're Ubering same, home same for thing. 70 are you, bucks. Are you talking about yeah. the, the Ogden or here in Salt Lake no, Twilight? Here, yeah. Like well, same thing, down, Ogden. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Like you, Did you, you make it to any of the Ogden Twilights? I didn't make it to the Ogden yeah. Twilights this year, man. I should have. They, I didn't either this crazy. year, but they're, you, they're off the hook. Have you been to the ones last year? I think I went to one last year. Yeah. It's crazy because it's on 25th and 25th is like all Ogden. Like it's like, I mean, it's not all of Ogden, but it's like the only big city stuff. So like the mm-hmm. whole place rattles like 25th, 26th, 24th. Wow. Like the whole place is rattling because it's just, I think right it's awesome, there. man. It's awesome. That's I so love great. it. I love to see Ogden. Yeah, there's not a lot of sound deadening. Um, so like just, it's just like you can be at dinner and just feel the rumbling. Like it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, and I'm actually, uh, I used to work for, his name's Jared Allen, the guy that owns the, I don't think he owns that toilet, but he's like essentially the guy that started it. Okay. I think he might own percentage, whatever. Um, he owns Alleged, that three level bar in Ogden. And that guy, man, like once he put Twilight in, Ogden's just been kind of growing up and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's, if you're asking me what I would change, public transit a little bit. And then, yeah, working on the air. And I think that would yeah. probably kind of hit two birds with one stone with that, right? Oh, if we for had a little sure. Better. I've been loving the scooters, though. Yeah. You guys ride the scooters? No, they're, they're great, man. Yeah. They're, they're a little great. spendy I a, sometimes, but I know a lot of people complained cool. about them, but I think they're a great way to get around the city, man. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. one of my favorite Especially ways to get around the city. Especially huge blocks, yeah. you know? One but, of my favorite uh, ways to get around the city. And I just... Yeah. Like I said, they're, they can like you can end up riding them for twenty minutes. And be like, oh crap, that was like thirty bucks. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they aren't necessarily it. cheaper, but they're fun, right? We could talk about a lot more, and I know we just skimmed the surface with the axe throwing. You know yeah. what I mean? But we'll just have to bring you back through and Love and, and, yeah, and talk back, more I'm about axe. But was there something specific that you wanted to make sure that we talked about that we didn't talk about? Why again? Why we stop the recorder going? Or yeah, I think one of the biggest things is up? is kind of what Chrissy said. How we talked on people are a little bit nervous for it, right? So axe throwing. We talked a little bit about beer today. Ignore the beer. All right. We're on top of that. I promise you. We're not yeah. letting drunks walk around. We're careful about that. Mm-hmm. Aside from that as well, the axe throwing, it's super easy. It's totally fun to do. Anybody can pick it up. Now, we don't let young kids throw, but you can bring your your kids in. 13 years or older is kind of where we draw the line on throwing. Due to size, it's it's more size and power. Like if, you're, if you are shorter and smaller and you can't quite get the strength to get it, we have to move you closer to the target, which then puts you in a, a risky area. So yeah. we've kind of found it. It's around 12 or 13. Usually the child is able to throw. So it's it's one of those, don't be afraid of it. Anybody can do it. Um, is it pretty economical? We pretty, don't need to get into prices or anything because I know no, they probably are yeah, changing, so I mean, but so, I mean, it's, it's not like... 
like hundreds of dollars. No, so so for a one hour walk in session on a, on a, any night of the week is fifteen dollars per person. So That's it's usually bad. pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a ton of throwing in, right? And we accommodate more and more lanes for the sizes of groups, right? So we're not going to cram fifteen people on one lane and charge you fifteen dollars an hour and you throw six times. Like if you bring in a group, a certain amount of groups, we grow in size on lanes due to availability, right? Mm-hmm. Now if yeah, so if we have it, you might have to have a small wait while we wait for another lane to open if we need it. But it's super easy, super fun. I think, in my opinion, good pricing. We do do the $30 per person, two-hour VIP party, the main event one, which I explained earlier in the podcast. And that's, if you're booking a birthday or something, that's nothing, right? Like It's like, all right, mm-hmm. hey, I want to have a good time. And that's what we cater it to. We cater it to corporate events and birthday parties and bachelor, bachelorette parties. Like, we're making sure it is the most fun you're going to have. And then that $30 that some people might say sounds big, by the end of it, it ain't going to sound big anymore. You're going to yeah. go, yeah, it was worth mm-hmm. it. Because that's, that's something that social acts we take pride in. That's like one of our biggest things we wanted to focus on was turning this into a social event, not just throwing axes. Like, well, it's hard to say. So it's like, great. Like the, I mean, I went to the Salt Lake yeah. location and, and it's like, you have a whole little platform seating area yep. where you can actually just have a beer and hang out yep. with everybody while the two people are throwing. Yep. And then, exactly. so it's like a, it's a really comfortable so you're rotating turns. Spot. You're not throwing yeah. constantly and you're able to be sociable. And yeah. then on top of that, the coach is there to just cater to you. Like exactly. the coach just makes sure you're not doing work. You're <laughs> they just keep throwing. track of the, the yeah. like you said, they keep all score and everything. Yep. So you can just have fun. Yeah, exactly. Really fun. And so, that's probably our highest ticket item is the $30 party venue one. Um, but that one's a total blast. But I mean, like we've seen all walks of life. You know what I mean? We've seen everybody that, that, that wants to throw that comes in to try and we give it a shot. Granted, aside from the small children, that's about it. Like anybody can come in and do it. Um, we've had good success with, you know, even with, with um, folks that maybe have some disabilities, we've had good success with helping with that and making sure that we can just really cater and, and show everyone that it is something that you don't have to be even the most athletic person. Like we've had, you know, for lack of better words, just very unathletic people come in and just love it and yeah. just do a fantastic job at it. So I would just say, give it a shot. Let us, you know, let us put a coach with you and just show you how to do it and just watch how easy it is and how much fun you're going to have. Do you, do you have a website? Yeah, what's we your, do. What's, so, let's give that information. And I'm sure yeah. there are videos up there. People can yeah. even come so check those out. If you ever want to see, so we've kind of, we've kind of uh, started our um, Instagram, YouTube channel. So like on Instagram where it's, we're social axe throwing on Instagram and, uh, every Tuesday or so we post, uh, funny stories or funny videos or cool videos or informative videos. We kind of just change them up. But yeah, if you go to socialaxthrowing.com, it's got videos of showing people throw right now. That kind of just gives you an idea on what we're talking about. Cause like, it's hard to visualize sometimes like you're, you're, some people think we're probably talking about throwing at logs and then you're going to go on socialaxthrowing.com and say, Oh man, this is like a cool little venue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's got all the information. We've got an FAQ section that answers all the questions, lets you know what you need to do. The biggest thing that you need to remember if you come into the venues is closed out shoes and comfortable clothing. Uh, the things I've seen the problems with is um, really tall heels or oh, really yeah. constrictive button up shirts. Like, yeah. you know, some of, some of the, the um, office people, you know, after they're leaving their office, yeah. will come in. That, and they, that rotation. Yeah. The, the over the shoulder yeah. movements are tough. And so oh, yeah. the taller, the taller heels and the restrictive clothing is probably the only thing we we advise against, but I've seen people do it. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, close those shoes. But if you forget them, we've got a source for that. We'll give you some Crocs and socks. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy has a final question. She throws at our listeners. I'm going to let her throw that out again. Thank you so much, Braden, for coming and doing the no, podcast. Chris, for having me. We'll have to bring you back through. But sure. uh, throw your question yeah. out there, Chrissy. Right. So if, uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would it be? Actions speak louder than words. And it kind of speaks back to the comment I made about the business, like just going for it. So 
you know, you can think about it all day long. You can worry about it all day long, but mine is always actions speak louder than words. There'll be times where I'm like, I need to get a lot of stuff done. And the next thing you know, I'm watching Netflix and I'm like, this is not the right action, man. Like I should have been doing this. Right. So it's like, you can say, yeah, I'll get that done and never get it done. So it's, it's one of those, like people will see that there's people that say they're going to do stuff. Never quite happens. And then there's people that do it and say, yeah, I got it done already. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I I live by. And it's like, cause I, I get in some ruts every now and again, everybody does. Right. So there's times where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get those 10 things done. And then, like I said, I'll turn on Netflix and go, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. So it's always like in the back of my head, actions speak loud and words, get them done, get it done. Go first. You know what I mean? Many thanks again to Braden Floyd for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at IamSaltLake.com slash 395. That's for episode 395. All right, guys, pay attention for just a moment. This is really important. This happens every year right here in uh, in Utah. City Weekly's Best of Utah voting is going on right now through September 2nd. This is where you go in and you vote for your, you know, your favorite burgers here in Salt Lake City, your favorite, you know, nightclubs, your favorite bartenders. And guess what? They have a category for best local podcast. That's where you write in I am Salt Lake. You guys voted for us last year, which was really awesome. You guys came through for us. So we need you to come through for us again this year. Head on over to, uh, we made a little short URL link so you could type this into your web browser. I am saltlake.com slash best of Utah 2019. This is going to forward you to where you need to go and vote. Remember, you need to vote for 10 categories. So if you're looking for ideas, you can vote for best barber. You know, our buddies over at Salt Lake Barber Company, best vape shop, Empire, best CBD, Kennedy Botanicals, best real estate, market source real estate. I think you guys get the idea. Support anybody and everybody who's been on I am Salt Lake as well as voting for best local podcast, I Am Salt Lake Podcast. We got this because I have a, I have a little bit of faith in you guys. So again, IamSaltLake.com slash Best of Utah 2019. Thank you so much for those of you that have voted. And uh, we'll talk about this more in uh, September after we win the award. Right, Chrissy? Oh, absolutely. We will say thank you. Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. Hey, and that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, support our show sponsors, because when you support our sponsors, you are directly supporting this podcast. So Mark Miller Subaru, Market Source Real Estate, Libsyn, and of course, our friends over at KRCL. We'll have links for all of them on our website under the notes for this episode that you can find at IamSaltLake.com. You can also send us letters, postcards, and packages for any time at P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. You have a great week. Make sure to get out and enjoy the city. Support local whenever possible. And we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. 